You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. For House of Cars. It's Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Bit of a longer podcast today. There's a heritage moment at the very end. We also speak with Shannon Ogbenaya-Bita, who is an Olympic skier and the first athlete ever to represent Eritrea at the Winter Olympics. Yeah. It's an interesting conversation. I'm going to talk about the funniest name for a neighborhood in Calgary. Which treat I think is overrated. We talk a bit about um, the removal of the COVID restrictions today at a few different points during the podcast because that is the big story in the province. It is. Um, things are rolling back as of last night. Something Shauna doesn't like that I think she's probably in the minority of. Yeah, it's weird. An awkward situation Shauna's mom found herself in. We're going to talk about the top songs that are just someone's name. Just one name. But first... The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I have a gift here, Beckler, that I, I think Terry would love. And okay. I'd like you to tell me how good you think this invention is on a sliding scale of Terry. How many snowmobile brat raps out of 10 you're going to give these how inventions? Many, nah, nah, nah. How, many, how many of those? Yep. Yeah, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> nope, nope. That wasn't good. Uh, we actually did this last week with a shower beer holder, right? We did. And you gave that 8 out of 10. 8 snowmobile <laughs> out of 10. Uh, which is good. Now, here I have two of them for you. They okay. both do the same thing. They disguise your beer. The first one, okay, is a... This looks like a disposable coffee cup. Yes. But inside is actually a tall can of beer. Oh, okay. So, of course, I've, this is great for when you want to go out and have a beer, but you don't want people to, to see you with it. I've seen these for weed. Oh. I've seen like a million different ways to disguise your weeds. So it looks like shaving cream or it looks, yeah. And it's the same thing for beer. Okay. Because of course, Terry likes his beer. So the second one is what looks like a Coke can. So it's the cover for a Coke can and you yeah. slip your beer right inside that. And then it looks like you're drinking a Coke. She go in there easily or? Uh, it's taking a little <laughs> bit of time right now, but it's going to get in there. Oh, come on. Oh, get in there. Heaven's me. Anyway, once it does get in, that's the second one. Okay. So. Now, this one again, it holds a tall can, so I give this a bit of a bonus points, the one that holds more beer, obviously, but the can for beer is a little less obvious. You know what I mean? Well, the, I mean, the first one, the coffee mug, it it would, it would fool me, whereas that doesn't quite look like a coffee, and you're still trying to get it in, so that's an issue. Like, if you see Terry, you know... It got is, in so easy the first time. Sorry, you're right. If you Terry, see Terry is looking is for ease of access. Kid's soccer game reefing on a Coca-Cola can. You're going to wonder what's going on. That'll that'll give him away. Okay. So, and he's going to have more than one, I'm guessing. You're absolutely so right. And having to do this again... The fact that it's still not in there tells uh, me that... It's because I tried to put it on backwards, Beckler. I just mm. realized. So it's coming on a bit easier now. <laughs> uh, the one thing that I love about the Coke can, by the way, though, is that 
it has the calorie count on it, but instead of the right calorie count, it says 69. Uh, which I was like, okay, that's all also right. Terry's number in Beer League slow pitch. So it sure is, <laughs> absolutely. 420 and 0.08 were taken. Yep, yep. Um, I'm oh. going to say uh, the Coke can. Yeah. It's, the idea is there. Yeah. For it just has to look for, a little more convincing. The execution. Here you go. Well, now that it's on, it looks okay. See, the color's a little off. It looks pretty decent. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I'm kind of impressed by it. Again, it took too long, though, and Terry has already dieseled 16 beer by <laughs> now, and he already has a public drinking ticket. Pretty so tough I guess. when it takes longer to yeah. put the thing on than it is to drive it. Frankie, I'm just going to shotgun them all then. I'll okay, give that so. one four four brap wraps out of 10. Okay. And then for the, the coffee? coffee mug is quite a bit better. Yeah. yeah. Although I was thinking, I was like, does Terry drink coffee? I mean, he gets his energy from darts and doing donuts in a parking lot more so than coffee, really. But Oh, yeah. Terry, it runs right through him. You're right. For ease of just getting it in there and back, it's, yeah. Yeah, if you ever follow Terry into the bathroom, he's definitely drinking coffee. Uh, I'm going to say that one gets seven brap braps out of ten, only because I think a true Terry doesn't disguise his beer. He just, he he owns it. He just goes for it. He's like, yeah, I'm drinking in public. You're right. What are you going to do? And I'm a Terry. I'll pay for the ticket. So, it's worth it for my beer. Okay. Seven, seven rap raps out of ten for okay. that. <laughs> 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 in 20 minutes or less. I have a gift here, Beckler, that I, I think Terry would love. Okay. And I'd like you to tell me how good you think this invention is on a sliding scale of Terry. How many snowmobile rap raps out of ten you're going to give these how inventions? Many, <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many of those? Yep. Yeah, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> nope, nope. That wasn't good. Uh, we actually did this last week with a shower beer holder, right? We did. And you gave that 8 out of 10. 8 snowmobile <laughs> out of 10, uh, which is good. Now, here I have two of them for you. Okay. They both do the same thing. They disguise your beer. The first one, okay, is a... This looks like a disposable coffee cup. Yes. But inside is actually a tall can of beer. Oh, okay. So, of course, I've... this is great for when you want to go out and have a beer, but you don't want people to... To see you with it. I've seen these for weed. We've oh. seen like a million different ways to disguise your weeds. So it looks like shaving cream or it looks, yeah. And it's the same thing for beer. Okay. Because of course, Terry likes his beer. So the second one is what looks like a Coke can. So it's the cover for a Coke can and you yeah. slip your beer right inside that. And then it looks like you're drinking a Coke. She go in there easily or? Uh, it's taking a little <laughs> bit of time right now, but it's going to get in there. Oh, come on. Oh, get in there. Heavens me. Anyway, once it does get in. That's the second one. Okay. So, now, this one again, it holds a tall can, so I give this a bit of a bonus points, the one that holds more beer, obviously, but the can for beer is a little less obvious. You know what I mean? Well, the, I mean, the first one, the coffee mug, it it would, it would fool me, whereas that doesn't quite look like a coffee, and you're still trying to get it in, so that's an issue. Like, if you see Terry... You know, it got in so easy the first time. Sorry, you're right. If you Terry see Terry is looking is for ease of access. Kids soccer game reefing on a Coca-Cola can, you're gonna wonder what's going on. That'll that'll give him away. Okay. So and he's gonna have more than one, I'm guessing. You're absolutely so right. And having to do this again. The fact that it's still not in there tells uh, me that it's because I tried to put it on backwards, Beckler, I just realized. Mm. So it's coming on a bit easier now. <laughs> uh the one thing that I love about the Coke can, by the way, though, is that it has the calorie count on it, but instead of the right calorie count, it says sixty nine. Uh, Which I was like, okay, that's also all right. Terry's number in beer league slow pitch. So it sure is, <laughs> absolutely. Four twenty and point zero eight were taken. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm oh. gonna say uh, the Coke can. Yeah, it's the, the idea is there. Yeah, for it just has to look for, a little more convincing. The execution. 
Here you go. Well, now that it's on, it looks okay. See, the color's a little off. It looks pretty decent. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I'm kind of impressed by it. Again, it took too long, though, and Terry's already dieseled 16 beer by now, <laughs> and he already has a public drinking ticket. Pretty so tough I guess. when it takes longer to yeah. put the thing on than it is to drive it in. Frankie, I'm just going to shotgun them all then. I'll okay, give so. that one four four wrap wraps out of 10. Okay. And then for the, the coffee? coffee mug is quite a bit better. Yeah. yeah. Although I was thinking, I was like, does Terry drink coffee? I mean, he gets his energy from darts and doing donuts in a parking lot more so than coffee, really. But Oh, yeah. Terry, it runs right through him. You're right. For ease of just getting it in there and back, it's, yeah. Yeah, if you ever follow Terry into the bathroom, he's definitely drinking coffee. Uh, I'm going to say that one gets seven brap braps out of ten, only because I think a true Terry doesn't disguise his beer. He just, he he owns it. He just goes for it. He's like, yeah, I'm drinking in public. You're right. What are you going to do? And I'm a Terry. I'll pay for the ticket. So, it's worth it for my beer. Okay? Seven, seven rap raps out of ten for okay. that. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. So of course, yesterday Premier Jason Kenney announced plans to ease restrictions. Yeah, uh, the restrictions exemption program was removed last night. The mm-hmm. rep. rip, rip. Uh, as of this weekend, kids 12 and under don't have to wear masks, and if all goes well, the rest of the masks will come off on March first. And as is always the case, when restrictions go one way or the other, some people will celebrate this. Some people think it's a mistake. Yep. Yeah, I saw both online very mm-hmm. passionately, as you always do after something like this happens. So, Shauna, I didn't. I don't think I told you about this this Ipsos poll that I saw that came out last week, though. No. This really blew me away. Here's the headline: One in five Canadians say they may never be comfortable living without masks or vaccine mandates. May never be comfortable. May never be comfortable. One in five. So people these people in want to continue on with mask mandates indefinitely. And vaccine mandates. And vaccine yeah. mandates. Wow. Like, that is really something, isn't it? Like I'm that's that's a lot of people. It's higher than I expected. You know, I've said at various points throughout the pandemic that and I took heat for this too. I said I think there are some people that really don't want the restrictions to go away. You know, people will say, oh, every, nobody likes this. Everybody wants this to be over. And I said, no, I think there's a not insignificant number of people who want the restrictions to remain in place indefinitely. And this proves that it's like 19% of people in Canada. Which to me is, I mean, even more reason to get rid of these restrictions. Because when I hear that, I think of people who have isolated themselves for so long that they are absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. And forgetting that prior to this, you were fine going out with people around you who were sick. People used to, you know, with other things, of course, not a, a, a pandemic, mm-hmm. I understand. But, I mean, you used to walk around and people would go out and they'd have flus and they'd have runny noses and everything else. And you're fine with that. But now you you don't want to continue on life without wearing a mask or... Even if you're vaccinated? Yeah. I think you struck at the heart of it there. And, like, when I read that, my first thought was that I, I feel so bad for those people because... I mean, that's what seven million of us, if you stretch that across the Canadian population, who have scared themselves so badly. And I think it's partially just being shuttered away mm-hmm. and reading tweets and consuming scary news and just to never be able to see a way where you might be comfortable going back to living life without a vaccine mandate or without a mask. Now, the difference is if you're immunocompromised, then I see why it would be tougher for you. If you're somebody who can't get the vaccine, let's say, and that's a big reason as to why, then that's different, I think, because... You're probably already being pretty careful if that's the case. You're right. Yeah. So it's also somewhat ironic to me, too, because that suggests that, you know, much like the people on the other side who are accused of being Mm -hmm. anti-science, it suggests that there would never be sufficient data to prove that, you know, the risk is low enough to remove the masks and remove the vaccine mandates. It's like, 
at that point, yeah. it is emotions over statistics, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That, that must be a very hopeless place to be in. And when I heard that, I was like, well, it's a little bit of validation for the things that I've said over the last year, that there are as many as 7 million people in this country who never want to live with masks without masks or vaccine mandates. But it's also like kind of sad and kind of scary, isn't it? It's a lot of people living in fear. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We were talking, you and I, off the air yesterday about how I'm not a big walk girl. Yeah, you said that. And I've kind of always been that way. I have a big walking family, too. Like, we used to go and visit my aunts, and they'd be like, let's go for a nice long walk after dinner or before dinner or whatever. And You not, don't like to walk. I'd always go with them, but I never was excited about it. And I was thinking about how bizarre that is, because it's kind of what we do as humans. We walk all the time. Yeah. But it... Like, if somebody says, like, let's go for a walk, I'm just kind of not excited about the whole thing. Huh. I don't know if it's because I, I want something a little more adrenaline-filled. So if you say, let's walk, I'd be like, or we could bike, or we could go in a car and get there a lot faster. I'm not sure what it is, but walking just never A car never is, ad- is adrenaline-filled for no, you? No, it just gets you <laughs> Who's to, driving? Gets you the place faster, and hopefully the place our, has some adrenaline going. Our buddy Irv, <laughs> if he's driving, then it's adrenaline. Well, <laughs> or me. I tend to... Have a bit of a lead foot sometimes, so maybe that's why I enjoy that. But yeah, Oh, man, I love a walk. Yeah. I love a walk so much. We walk as a family almost every night after supper. Uh, if there's somewhere I can walk that's close enough instead of driving, I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, I love a cold walk. I love a drunk walk. If you tell me, like, hey, we're, we're about an hour walk from home at the end of a night, I'm like, let's do it. That'll feel great. I mean, there's the odd time where I do really enjoy it, but honestly, it's it's tough for me. It's got, And if I'm getting somewhere, it's one thing. But if somebody's like, let's just go walk around the block for a couple hours, I'm like, no. Like, where, where are we going? What is the mission involved? What is it? Like, why? It's nicer if there's, like, somewhere to walk to. I agree. And, like, yeah. I've always wanted to live on an acreage, and I think that's one of the things that I would miss most is not having, like, walking destinations within a reasonable distance. And that is why I love living downtown, rather, is because I can walk to and from restaurants and bars and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's just, you know, a friend, if they're like, let's let's just go for a nameless walk. I struggle with that. I find I, I think I'm a bit of an odd one by thinking that way. I find there's almost no better way to, like, just clear your head and decompress because it's tough to, like, be on your phone and walk at the same time. Or like, I have this one app where they do walking meditations. You just put your headphone in and it's like a guided meditation as you walk around. Oh, that's cool. It's it's so nice. I would rather be on a bike though in that case. Just because then at least you can get a little speed going. You know, I've got a little road bike. I just kick it up a little and there we go. But interesting. Maybe I'll have to try walking again. I'll have to try walking. Sean Jefferson, not a big walker. Not a big walker. Not a big walker. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was listening to this um, this country slash roots singer from Ontario named J- uh, Jeremy Albino. Uh, just oh. a young dude. Okay. Super cool stuff. Never particularly heard. this one, one song called Amelia. And I was thinking there are so many songs that are just someone's first name. Yeah, and it's usually just a girl, like just a just a just woman's a first name, name yep. right? Yep. Could we do a top songs uh, that are just one name? Yeah, just someone's name. My, yeah, I'm I'm down for that. There are so many of these. There songs. is a ton of them. Um, it's hard to narrow down. It really is. Um, and I think we should set some parameters. Okay. I think it should just like we should limit it to just songs that are like, that name, like so. So not a name in the song title, but just the correct. name. correct. Okay. So Delilah by Florence and the Machine would count. Yep. Hey there, Delilah by Plain White Tees would not. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Would you like to start? Sure. Okay. I'm gonna kick it off with this is just a, a selfish one, but Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh. Oh, yeah. I just want you to know who I am. Got to top the 
Google Love Dolls, the Google man. Dolls, and that might have been their biggest song, yeah. right? Iris. Um, there you go. Iris, Iris is a really pretty name, too. It is. Okay, I'm starting here. That's Helena by My Chemical Romance. Wow, it has been a long time since I've heard that song. Does it even say Helena in the lyrics anywhere? I don't actually know if it does. What about this one? This is a classic. Layla by Eric Clapton. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Listen to that stank on the guitar. Very nice. It's two names. Yep. Her middle name got in there, too. Mm -hmm. Jane. Well, along the same vein. Helena Rigby uh-huh. picks up the rice in the church Two names. where her wedding has been. Full name. Yep. Helena yep. Rigby. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving lots on the table here, like Savannah by the Arkells. Oh, I know. Kath by Death Cab. I even thought about Drake's dad, but that's not his name. It's not his name. Describing him. Odette by Matthew Good. Stacy's mom was another one. Honorable mention, but not the name. Wouldn't fit the parameters, nope. would it? This one does, though. One of my favorite hip tunes, Cordelia. Uh, here's one. It's one of the very rare men names. Oh. Jeremy. Yes. One of the only ones that's a dude, so got to toss that in there. There are very few that are just a man's name. Yes. Ansel by Modest Mouse, but yep. you're right, Jeremy is was a huge, huge song. Yeah. Great, great. This might be the goat, unless you have one that can top it, okay. but... Jolene, Jolene, Guess what I have Jolene, over here? I'm going to say the same thing. So, so I, we have, we're in agreement then. I think we're in agreement. DNS in 20 minutes or less. We were talking yesterday about hooking up at house parties. And yeah. um, my mom heard me talk about the fact that a couple friends hooked up in their bed. She wasn't overly impressed about that whole ordeal. Well, I was going to say when you mentioned that, mm-hmm. doesn't your mom listen to the show yep. sometimes or the podcast? She does. Um, I got to say, you're quite fearless yeah, in well. what you'll share because... Some, I, my parents listen too, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just dance around this one a bit. Cause nah. I mean, be they awkward. live they live a a six hour <laughs> flight away, so if they so really want, <laughs> there's enough of a gap for, for us to what? let that blow over before I see them next. You know, but uh, I admire it. No, good thank for you, you. Thank That's you. <laughs> uh, that reminded me though of something else that happened that. I haven't spoken of with my mother for a very long time, but when we were in grade, I think it was seven or eight, and I had some friends up to my parents' cabin in Ontario, and uh, we had one guy friend with us, and he was staying up in the cabin, and then it was us three girls down in what we called the bunkhouse, and my parents wouldn't let us all stay together because we were, you know, quite young at the time, but in the middle of the night, one of my friends snuck up to go do the horizontal hula with the guy staying up in the cabin in the middle the night without us knowing, and my mother was going to ba- the bathroom at the time, and there was this window that peered through into the bedroom because they were actually staying on the the porch, which you know had like one okay. of those beds that yeah. goes down. So my mom walked by and witnessed this happen. Oh! So the next morning, oh my! My mom pulls me aside, and she was she looked like she'd seen a ghost. She was <laughs> pale as hell, and she was just like, "You, you need to tell your friends not to do that." And she wouldn't say the words because she she doesn't right. So she was, "You need." And I was like, what did they do? And she's like, I, and her eyes just went wide and she wouldn't even say it, but she's like, you need to tell them they cannot do that again. And she was horrified by the whole thing. How old were you guys? We've been 13 or 14, oh I think. Oh my goodness. 
Maybe hey, that's pretty young. Fifteen, but I think it was four. To be rinsing out on the porch there—that's yeah. mm-hmm. that is pretty young. I yeah. was thinking about this recently though, and I was like, "What would you do in that scenario? You're a parent now. What would you do at thirteen? Yeah, I think I'd have to break it up. Would you? I, well, I think so. Yeah, like okay, they were older. No, yeah, obviously, but thirteen is is pretty young to be mm-hmm. to be clocking a bit of strange. I know? mean, this is Brampton, so that wasn't abnormal. And Bram, we didn't have a whole lot going on, so. <laughs> From what I gathered, we 13. was fairly young. Again, it might have been fourteen or fifteen, but it was definitely no yeah. older than that. But I think I'd get a big st- <laughs> at least. Hey, knock it off in there! Hey, hey, none of that! Yeah, I, I was I thinking about that. that. I was like, "What like, the hell would I do? I don't even know. What do you do? You yeah, pry just, them apart? That's, <laughs> hey, come on, break it up, you two! Yeah, you just lie in the middle with them. All right, <laughs> I'm next. Let's go. This is a family vacation. You better, better stop this now. Team. Evans, me. I'm sleeping with you for the next two <laughs> nights. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Got a message from a friend of the show here who said he's got four daughters all grown now, but if he had caught them in that situation at 13 or 14 years old, there might have been some cold water involved, is what he said. <laughs> yep. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, and as awkward as it would have been to, like, break it up, yeah. I think, you know, parents would have sent their kids away for the weekend, like, kind of under your trust. With the uh, hoping that they wouldn't be smashing pissers. Yeah, I mean that wasn't the first time, right? Like they've obviously been doing it before. Then also, like right, you kids kept are going to skronk, they're going to skronk, right? Yeah, yeah. You were, you were, you kept saying thirteen, and I'm trying to think. I was like, it was probably fifteen, but even still, it's still young, right? <laughs> Pretty young to be rinsing in someone else's house like that. Yeah, although I was reading the average age for people to first get her on is fifteen. So fifteen, like mm-hmm. you're talking full out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty young. Um, and I, you know, your mom was in an awkward spot too because she's probably just so shell shocked. Like, what yeah. do you, what do you do? I know. <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, yeah. Get a big Ugh. stick. You love your car. Bet you'd love lower interest and lower payments, too. Refinance your auto loan with House of Cars and love the freedom of having more money in your pocket. Visit houseofcarscalgary.com. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So the Canadian women's hockey team is on to play Sweden? Yeah. Is it the the quarterfinal? It's the quarterfinal. Quarterfinal, okay. Mm -hmm. There was a... How's this for a clickbaity title in the Toronto Star, this opinion column this morning? Why women's hockey doesn't belong in the Olympics. Hmm. Whoa. I was like, oh, that's going to be unpopular. It's behind a paywall, so I couldn't read the article. But it looks like this author, she's arguing that like, because the U.S. and Canada are so far ahead of the rest of the, of the countries in, like, in the women's yeah. hockey tournament. That, that it's is like, fair. Like yeah. there really is only two teams competing, and the rest it, it's not even close. That's right. Like they said, it's a bit through embarrassing. The, through the first two games, Canada like outscored its opponents twenty three to two and outshot them one hundred and one hundred eighteen to forty four. So like it's they're it's they're so dominant. The the thing is though, like if you are a women hockey player, a woman who is in hockey, you already can't do it professionally. And now you're going to tell right. me you're going to take away their Olympics as well. Like it's one of the few things you can do, and something that's. Really Very exciting for women hockey players. Very so that's, good point. That's tough, right? Like, oh, no, now you can't go to the Olympics or make money doing this. Yeah, I don't know if that's... Or that's, do anything else. And it's not, I mean, it's not their fault that they're so dominant. No. So, But, it, it I mean, it isn't the most exciting it's, tournament for that reason, right? There's agree, yeah, two legitimate contenders absolutely. every year. And nobody else. Um, the other night, you probably heard about this, but when the Canadian women play, played Russia, they, uh, they wore masks for the whole game mm-hmm. because they were awaiting negative test results from the Russian team. 
yeah. I think the Russians wore masks for the first two periods and then took them off in the third period, but still ended up losing. 6-1, I think, was the final score. Yeah. What do you think Don Cherry would think of that? Well, Canada will face Sweden in the quarterfinal after their win against the U.S. and Russia, where they wore masks. Hey, I tell you what, these broads are some kind of tough wearing masks while playing and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine it's easy to wear a mask while exerting that much energy, Don. Yeah, you could have blindfolded them and they still would have beat the Ruskies. Nope, they they put on a good fight. Bunch of good Canadian girls like Marie Philip pulling out of Bosnaville, Quebec, Natalie Spooner out of Scarborough, got Brian Jenner out of Oakville, good Ontario, kid, all right, support the troops, let's go. Well, the restrictions exemption program is officially no more, as we've mentioned in the news. As of last night at midnight. As of last night at midnight. Or is it technically this morning? I was curious about that. I guess it was like 11.59, wasn't it? Okay. So. Okay, well then it was last night for sure. Uh, I was thinking, though, of course, we have to eulogize the rep. We should probably say a few words. I mean, even Chris, friend of the show, Chris, messaged this morning and said, are you going to do that? And I said, well, yeah, we have to. I mean, it's it's no more, so... Well, please, Shauna, say a few words about the end of the restrictions exemption program in Alberta. The rip! Rip! We are gathered here today to remember the restrictions exemption program, or rip! Rip! The program that required us to prove that we were vaccinated before going into restaurants and bars, and Premier Kenny has laid that to rest. So we no longer have to awkwardly fumble through our phones trying to find our barcodes in the midst of our tasteful nudes, only to have our phones then die or to lose that barcode deep in very inappropriate photos. We can also now drink and eat at Flames games, which, yes. holy crap, that's huge. A beer and hockey go together like a moth to a flame. Like, that was a sad, sad time. So we can now walk into a place without the pressures of having your poop in a group, and it feels damn good. Those who held out the vaccines, they're free. You're free. They're set free. Mm-hmm. Which will be controversial, but... I was going to say, yeah. I'm, that's what's happening. Yeah, it is. Uh, Beckler, do you have a musical tribute for us? I do, and I went deep for this one. Great. I uh, opted for some Brian McKnight. Oh, my God. One, remove your masks in schools. Two, sit at the dome with food. Mm-hmm. Three, girl, it's plain to see that we'll be open up by spring. And four, repeat steps one through three. Beautiful. Five, Elect I, the UCP if ever I believe my work is done. Then we start back at one. VNS in 20 minutes or less. How's this for a hot take? You ready? I'm ready for it. Snow cones are massively overrated. I don't think that's exactly a hot take. Don't think that's too hot? No, I agree with you. You do? Yeah. Bo and I were talking about this yesterday. We think they're a ripoff. Because you remember snow cones from your childhood, and they're nice. You think of them as like a nice, cool it's just treat. Just ice. Yeah, they are deceivingly flavorless. Yeah, there's a lot of those like slushy type things that I don't like. I don't. I'm always like, it's just flavored ice. Like it's ice with just a little flavored sugar on it. That's key, it. Keyword there being little flavor because mm. they just put a, like enough pump to change the color of the yep. of the ice, and then it sinks to the bottom, and then you don't really get to enjoy it except for maybe no, the agree. last sip. Never been a fan. No, I mean compare the flavor density in a snow cone to that of a Slurpee. Yeah, it's night and day. Mm? It's night and day. I know. And then a Slurpee isn't isn't even quite horse crap. <laughs> 
Excuse me, sorry. And then a Slurpee is an even less intense flavor encounter than a slush puppy. Yep. Do you remember slush puppies? Mm, vaguely. Yeah. Did you ever have one? Just straight sugar? Well, they are like, man, they are such concentrated sweetness, they would pucker your bum. Yeah. They would, ooh, what's that? Mm-hmm. What's that right there? That's your a slush puppy. Like, I, oh, yeah. I don't know how they got that much flavor into... That's what your bum did. That was before adding shockers. You could add shockers, too, oh, which was right. like a pump of sour. Mm-hmm. Two shockers if you really wanted to. Oh, that's... Your bum hole is... Oh, my goodness. It's disappeared at Good that point. It's just gone. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I would like to nominate Knob Hill as one of the greatest neighborhood names in Calgary. I'm not going to argue on that point. That's... I actually... I didn't know we had a Knob Hill until <laughs> yesterday, and someone was talking about Knob Hill area, and I was like, I'm sorry, where's... Where's Knob Hill? Knob Hill is good. It, it kind of reminds me of Notting Hill, but the much less romantic, classy version of it, Knob Hill. And not quite as bad as Gobbler's Knob. Not but... quite as bad as Gobbler's <laughs> Knob, but it's... I'm a big fan. Just, Still oh. got Knob in there, which oh, is nice. Oh, it sure does. Probably... You want to have Knob in the name of you your... Need, you need Knob. <laughs> your Knobberhood there, you so... <laughs> Sorry. That sucked. I'll see myself out. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We've been having some conversations with former and current Olympians recently. Mm-hmm. We chatted with uh, Sebastian Toutant the other day. He's the reigning gold medalist in big air snowboarding. Yep. And he was also competing in slope style. So that yep. just passed, which was pretty cool. And then we got to chat with Shannon Ogbenai Abida, who is an Olympic skier. This is not your first time in the Olympics either, is it, Shannon? Nope, this is my uh, second go-around. I went in 2018, and I'm now for 2022. And when you were there in 2018, you were the first athlete to ever represent the country of Eritrea. Yes, that's correct. Wow, that has to be quite a feeling. You know, the first go-around, it definitely was a very overwhelming feeling. I didn't expect the amount of support from my community. And even this go-around, I know how many people that have supported us, even you know outside the Eritrean community, the ski community here in Canada. It, it's been amazing. How did it feel holding that flag at the opening ceremonies back in, in 2018? Uh, the first thing that went in my mind, I was nervous about screwing up and you know, <laughs> waving the flag and it somehow blowing in my face. Uh, but the, <laughs> the other thing was going through my mind was, you know, I worked really hard to get to that moment. And, you know, there's, a, there's definitely a few tears that coming in my eyes and especially my parents as well. I can't, I can't imagine for your parents how cool that would be to see your son representing their home country. Yeah, it was a very good experience for them. Your parents, though, fled from Eritrea, and you guys wound up in Fort McMurray. Yeah, so in the 70s, there was a civil war, and so both my parents, they, they fled the civil war. Um, it was between Ethiopia and Eritrea, and they, my mom first went to the United States, and my dad settled in Manitoba, did his school, and then they both met in Toronto and moved to Fort McMurray. Did you learn to ski in Fort McMurray? Yeah, so I learned how to ski on a small hill in Fort McMurray. I wasn't really uh, excited or enthusiastic about skiing (laughs) until I moved to Calgary in 2003 and I was exposed to the Rocky Mountains and that's kind of where my passion grew. Your, Your two events are slalom and giant slalom, is that correct? Yeah, so the last Olympics I completed in Slalom and Giant Slalom. This Olympics I'm only complete, uh, competing in Giant Slalom. In Giant Slalom, okay. How do, you, how do you expect to do? You know, I'm hoping to build on my previous results um, from the 61st position. You know, a top 40, a top 50 would, would definitely be something I'm, I'm aiming to achieve. If better, that's, that's great. And this is crazy because you retired from skiing, got into bobsleigh for a bit, and then came back to skiing? 
Yeah, so I retired from ski racing um, given I put in a lot of time and effort into the sport and I wanted to pursue other things in my life. So I went back to school and while I was in school, someone from the uh, national team convinced me to try bobsled camp. I liked it. That's what I was pursuing and that was the plan for me to build a team for Eritrea. Um, but unfortunately, COVID happened, so it made it very difficult for me to get the training. Um, and during COVID, there was there was a lot of things that happened in my life, and I started reflecting on you know how I ended the last Olympics, and you know I thought about it and said I can give this one more go, and I'm looking forward to just you know ending my ski career on a good note, and then I'll go back to bobsled. I was going to ask, is the dream of an Eritrean bobsled team dead, or is that a possibility down the road? It's a possibility down the road. Actually, a few days ago, um, I was contacted by an Eritrean that lives in Germany, and he wants to do cross-country for the next Olympics. So regardless of whether or not we have a bobsled team, um, we will have representation. But I, I think now there is definitely a, a generation of athletes that are inspired and want to be a part of this. The fact that you can so easily become an Olympian skier and then just switch over to Olympic bobsled, <laughs> like that's unbelievable. How... How good are your genes for athleticism, <laughs> honestly? <laughs> you know, it's, I, I definitely thank my parents. They, my dad was a really good runner um, when he was younger, so I definitely got that side. But it was a struggle just given the change in the sport, having to learn how to sprint, how to learn how to actually properly lift weights and push a sled. It's a totally different environment. And then on top of the consistent eating and gaining weight, that was very difficult. And then to transition back and drop all that weight was also <laughs> very hard. Two very different body types in those sports, hey? Yeah. Yeah. I lost about 30 pounds. Um, so I went up from about 180 to around like 220. And then I had to drop all the way back to that weight for ski racing. Well, it's super cool. And we're, we're going to be watching for you for sure. Yeah, Shannon, this is so awesome. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Depending on when and where you grew up, you may have been part of your school's safety patrol program. When the dismissal bell rang and kids were headed home, some lucky students were elected to help others cross the road, usually wearing a brightly colored sash and a stop sign at some of the busy intersections nearby. This was a huge honor for most students and a job you'd take seriously if elected. And this program is not new. Here in Calgary, the school patrol program started in 1937 when students were adorned with sashes made of flower sacks. Back then, it was students in grade 5 and 6 who would patrol, and they directed not only vehicles, but buggies and even horses, too. However, back then, it was only boys who could patrol. Girls weren't seen as fit for patrol at the time, but that all changed in 1944 when the program exploded in popularity. Hundreds of schools jumped on board, along with the Calgary Police and Alberta Motor Association. These kids became superheroes. They got official uniforms with capes embroidered with the AMA logo and prominent belts displaying their patroller rank. Yes, there was patroller rank. By 1957, the patroller program was so big they even had their own marching band, which would perform at local events and on local TV. By 1976, the program had grown to include 11,000 students in 450 schools. One of the biggest perks was that patrollers were able to leave class 10 minutes early. But the patrollers also got to chat with police liaisons, earn badges and pins as they climbed the ranks to lieutenant or even patrol captain. And one of the coolest perks? These students would be invited to free matinee movies at the Palace Theatre. Of course, your position was dependent on your grades, so you had to maintain good school standing. But the honor of patrolling was held in such high regard that students wouldn't dare mess it up. 
This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beyond S in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. For House of Cars. Until January 15th, enter to have House of Cars wipe out your debt for free. No strings attached. Visit houseofcarscalgary.com. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.